Do you feel stuck? Do you feel like you are not living up to your full potential? If so, this is going to be a great episode for you and we have a chat with Jessica Pilgrim. Jessica owns Pilgrimage Life Coaching. She offers personal certified life coaching with an approach to gather insight, to gain release from what holds you back, and to live your life to the fullest. Uh, you can reach Jessica at jessica at boldllc.net. And as always, if you have some financial questions, if you have any questions about your investments or would really just want to know what it's like to work with a financial advisor um, and me with Parallel Financial, email me at david at parallelfinancial.com. That's david at parallelfinancial.com. I am always happy to uh, spend about 30 minutes, whether it be in person or over a Zoom call, to discuss what's important to you with regard to your money, um, what's keeping you up at night? What concerns do you have? And if it's appropriate, we can take some next steps, but I'll always point you uh, in the right direction. So I hope that you enjoy this episode with Jessica Pilgrim. This is the Weekly Wealth Podcast with certified financial planner, David Chudik, where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family, and your business. So hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Weekly Wealth Podcast, where, um, like always, we talk about the mindsets, the tactics, and the strategies to help you to build and maintain wealth. Some weeks we talk about specific financial tools. Other weeks we talk about mindsets and behaviors. And this is going to be a mindset and behavior week. And uh, we're really excited to have um, coach and and and, and expiring author uh, Jessica, Jessica Pilgrim with us today. Jessica and I have known each other a long time. And so, hey, Jessica, how's it going today? And tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got into the coaching business. Yeah, well, I saw the need. <laughs> okay. I realized that people were bringing things to them that made any sense, why they were struggling, why they couldn't succeed, yet they're working so hard. So I found that I could help them bridge that gap. So it just became a passion to keep serving more and more people. So my kind of tagline is with pilgrimage coaching, I help people create the image of who they want to be with That's pilgrimage. Yeah. So you can, whatever you think about, you bring about. So if you're thinking of a particular image of yourself, your wish is granted, good or That's, bad, right? Well, and you hear people all the time say, well, I'm not a morning person or I'm, I'm you know, I, um, I have slow metabolism or I don't like exercise like you do, or, or I don't have, I don't have enough time to do that, whatever that is. And, and a lot of that is, it's just, it's stuff, right? It's just thoughts and it's just attitudes and it's just limiting, isn't it? Yeah. It's what you choose. So you get to mm -hmm. choose your attitude, choose yeah. which one you want. That's, that's a hundred percent true. And that's even, it's almost doubly true. Like when the economy gets shut down for COVID, isn't that when, when a better attitude uh, becomes even more important and when hardships come, because let's face it, I mean, hardships are coming, right? I mean, they're going to be things out of your control that happen, but isn't so, it that how you react to that is, is more important than the action itself? In my opinion. Yeah. And mm -hmm. what good are low hopes? That's right. So if you're thinking in this low mental capacity, like, oh my gosh, the market's doing X, Y, Z. Oh my gosh, my children are doing X, Y, Z. My spouse, my da, da, da. Like, first of all, take responsibility. We can't control the market, the kids, the spouse. We can control our attitude. We can control what we do. Mm -hmm. So 
again, what you think about, you bring about. So if you're thinking the woe is me, you're going to have more of the woe is me versus the, you know what? I can't control this particular situation, but I'm going to think positive situations about it. I'm going to think from the good side of it. Like what good could come out of the market right now? Absolutely. I actually am working with an investment client right now and can't really go with into much of the details, but something that that started out as a negative um, and kind of bummed me out because it was like, yeah, we might, you know, that they might not become a client because of, of some circumstances. Um, what it forced me to do is I reached out to some colleagues and, and literally found a very creative and, and very legitimate financial planning solution that's going to be good for everybody. And, you know, have, winning a client is a good thing because that's what we're in business to do, right? So you could say, well, you know, I'm just not going to get this client and business is too hard and, or you can just figure it out. And sometimes life is hard and you just got to figure it out, which is, which is a tough thing. So one of the things that you talk about a lot is like clients, you help clients to get like unstuck. So, I mean, what, what, what do you mean when you're talking about people that are stuck? Yeah. So first of all, I do encourage people not to compare. Don't look in the lane beside you. Don't look at what Sally or Bob is doing in the lane beside you because comparison is a death trap. You're thinking in that particular moment, you're thinking more of lack versus abundance. So again, it's that what you think about, you bring about. So if we're thinking lack, more lack is going to come to us. So I actually, here's a great question for you even. Have you ever had a client tell you that their financial goal, because I know you guys go over goals. What are we working with here? Oh, we go through, uh, yeah, every, lots of, we know every part of our, of our clients' lives financially. Of course, to it. Yeah, of course, yeah. mm-hmm. because it's holistic. It should be. Mm-hmm. Sure. So have you ever had any of them ask or state, I should say, that their goal is to get out of debt? Yeah. I mean, that's a good partial goal, but that means my goal is to get to zero. My goal is to get to zero net worth, which I guess is better than a negative net worth, but it certainly is not a, um, not an abundance of net worth. Right. Yeah. uh So exactly. So what you could say instead, and here's the, let me state this first. When someone says their goal is to get out of debt, they're actually focusing on the debt. Sure. So that's going to bring more debt. It's more worry, more frustration versus if they were to shift that and say, I'm so happy and grateful now that money flows to me and sticks to me. And Mm -hmm. I get to actually invest more with David. Absolutely. Right. So it's going to grow even more. So why, when it's a simple shift like that to go from saying, I want to get out of debt versus I'm so happy and grateful now that money flows to me and sticks to me. Simple, right? but you're thinking completely different thoughts. Well, and one of the formulas that I talk about with clients is income minus expenses has to equal zero. It just does. Whether you're making $20 million a year or you're making minimum wage. But let's let's think about the two sides. If you have, let's just say a really, really healthy several hundred thousand dollar per year income, well, guess what? Your expenses... You don't have to watch every penny of them, but if you have a minimum wage income, then you have to have that, um, that uh, just constantly watching every penny that you're spending, which is not an abundant mindset, right? So my, 
I, I don't get paid as a financial advisor to help people to increase their incomes, but one of the goals and one of the tasks is to, hey, client, what ways can you be more valuable to the world so that you can get paid more? So mm-hmm. if you have minimum skills, um, you get, or minimum value, you get paid minimum wage. And that, whether it's $7 an hour or $15 an hour, or it's still not that much money. But if you're a brain surgeon and you have the ability um, and the skills and, and you have the training and everything else to remove brain tumors, well, guess what? You name your price and you get paid a lot because you're solving a big problem. And, and you're one of the few people that have the ability to solve it. So becoming more valuable, just, um, you know, it's almost like, well, if you're, should you be focused on getting out of debt or should you be focused on becoming more valuable so you'll have the income to not only pay off the debt, but also to enjoy life and give away and and everything else, right? Precisely. Even Mm -hmm. the statement of I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm serving more people with Mm -hmm. X, X being whatever you're in. I'm helping them with their financial portfolio. I'm helping them with, let's say it's a nurse or a physician. I'm helping them with their health. I'm helping them with, let's say they're a teacher. I'm helping them expand their knowledge. Uh So yeah, and you get paid in regards to the service you provide. So the more service you provide, the more money flows to you. So that's exactly. So So, let's give your listeners something to do, right? Like some people are probably thinking, so what's something tangible, right? Because people like to put their hands on something and see things. I would encourage your listeners, the ones that are driving, you know, re-listen to this. (laughs) The ones who are sitting, grab a pen and some paper. I want you guys to write down a list of 30 wants, not needs. We know needs are going to be provided for. What do you want? And it can be big, be illogical, be dreamy, fantasize about what you really want. Okay. So David, I mean, I know you have twins. So what are they into these days? So they are, they're big soccer players and then they're starting to hang out with friends. And I think they're starting to get into girls. Oh um, gosh. That's what I'm hearing. Um, some, some whispers of, and then, um, like <laughs> any other teenager, they're just into their phones because you can't put your phone down ever or stop staring at it. Right. It's kind of like our Nintendo, right? It is. It is. <laughs> Except for you can carry your Nintendo with you everywhere you go. Whereas back when we were growing up, at least if you left the room, the Nintendo didn't go with you. I know, right? And the mm-hmm. duck with the gun thing, like, That's you know right. what I'm yep. talking about? Like, mm-hmm. you can't carry all of that with you. So fun. Mm-hmm. Reminisce. All right. So let's say your boys came to you and they're like, you asked them if they needed anything. You're like, guys, what do you want? I want to gift you. What do you want? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, we need a new ball. And you're like, okay, I can do that for you. I mean, I'm a good father. I'm going to gift my children. Right good gifts, much like Mm -hmm. our God gives us good gifts. He wants to bless us. So you go out and get a ball. Sure. So you you come home, you're You get that dollar ball that, um, that's in that stupid cage in in the Uh grocery store, right? And Uh you asked for a ball. I got you a ball, right? Precisely. Mm -hmm. So they look at you kind of funny and it's like, well, guys, you asked for a ball. What's the problem? And they're like, dad, we wanted a soccer ball, but you're like, you didn't tell me that you weren't specific. So with this want list, I want you to be very, very specific on what you want. 
Now, Bob Proctor even states that if you can see it in your imagination, you can hold it in your hand, much like the soccer ball, right? Sure. If you mm -hmm. would have known to get them a soccer ball, you would have bought them a soccer ball. Well, and of course, there are many, many different types of soccer balls with different mm -hmm. teams' logos and different mm -hmm. player sponsorships and different brands. And, and that would have obviously been part of this specificity as well, correct? Because if you show Precisely. up with the wrong team soccer ball, you know, that's not a good thing either, right? If you're 13, no. so. Okay. No, no, okay. that's exactly it. So we do sure. need to get very specific. So here's what I want you guys to do with this list of 30. After you have the 30, I want you to read through your list. Now, are these things or maybe something conceptual like a better relationship or or a weight of xyz or are we talking specifically about things great question any wants it can be tangible or intangible okay it can be in regards to something you want say a portfolio with x amount in it a retirement okay. of x amount a car a relationship a health goal it can be any of these things but be very specific so if you have a certain weight goal Put the weight down. Don't just say, I want to feel better. What does that mean? Like, yeah. you could drink a Red Bull and feel better, but at no point is that serving you. I'm sure, like, you know, for at least no. a little while, if you did heroin, you'd feel better for, for a few minutes, right? I mean, that's why people do it, but Precisely. it's not serving a purpose. Okay. Precisely. So great question. But yeah. So literally anything you want. This is not needs. We know that our food and water and shelter are gonna be provided for, put down your wants and think big, think illogically. What about think guilt of, though? Like, you know, the, you know, there's the proverbial starving kids in Africa and why do I deserve this, whatever this is, when there are other people who are struggling and shouldn't I just give my money to them? I mean, what do you, what do you, um, what do you say about that attitude? Yeah, well, if you're stuck in the mindset of that you don't have abundance, how in the world are you going to have the money to give? Okay. If your heart is for those individuals who currently don't have because of their circumstances, but yet you were in the same circumstance, how are you going to give to them? How are you going to help them out of mm -hmm. where their pit and guilt is the lowest form of energy. So at no point does anyone ever need to feel guilty. Guilt is one of those things where you look at it. You're like, you know what? And you choose to fit the emotions with certain things. And that's what I get into with the coaching too. So what I do is get really, really deep. So guilt is one of those deep ones, but no one should feel guilty. And if anyone does, I can help them get out of that. So back to this list, we're going to, we're going to basically break it down and have three columns with 10 things in it. Okay. So on your list of 30, go through it and write beside them top, medium, lower. So some of your lists are going to look like top, top, low, medium, low, low, medium, top. <laughs> it's going to be all over the place. We're going to take that list and break it down even more. So you type A's are going to love this. So you're going to eventually have three columns with your top, medium, lower priorities. Okay. And then we're going to number them. So one through 10. So you're going to end up with a list of your top priorities, you're gonna have a top one priority. That's what we're gonna focus on. That's gonna be our goal. So even in the financial world, you wanna have a portfolio of 10 million. That's your 
goal. That's what we're going to focus on. All of the other 29 things, the car, the feeding the hungry, the stronger relationship, that's going to come. Those just trickle in. Those happen automatically when we keep focused on that main goal. Now, the thing with goals, a lot of people haven't reached them because they, first of all, don't know how to break through to them, but two, they might not know exactly what a goal is because in order to turn this want, because at this point it's still a want, right? I want a $10 million portfolio. What are we going to, like, how's it going to turn into a goal? So what is it? What's the difference between a goal and a want? Yeah. In order to turn a want into a goal, you have to realize two things. You have to realize you're able. So first of all, if God put the idea in your head, a creative God made a creative person, he put the image and the imagination in your mind, you are able to achieve it. The second part is, are you willing? So the two things, are you able? Yeah, mm-hmm. you're able. Sure. Are you willing? Well, wait, so harder one. we have to do something towards a goal and somebody just won't give it to you? You can't eat bonbons and just watch wow. TV. No, okay. unfortunately no not. Fun. <laughs> Unless that's your goal, you know. Uh, I actually want to read something for you guys right quick. So this is in an excerpt in the book that I'm currently still writing. So it's not out there yet. Bear with me as I read it for you guys. So follow me on a journey up a glistening snow-covered mountain. You are all geared up for the journey to the top, the top being your goal. You have your goggles on that keep your vision clear despite the oversized snowflakes falling in front of you. You have on your favorite winter coat that keeps you warm regardless of the changing temperatures on your journey to the top. Your boots are laced up tightly and designed specifically to keep you sure-footed in the snow as well as warm on your entire journey. You are all set with gloves, glove warmers, climbing poles that were even measured specifically for your height. Your food and water needs are light and abundant. Don't you just love it when we're blessed more than we're asked? All right, you're ready. Go to the top. But wait, you have to make a decision. You got to be quick. You only have so many hours to get to your first destination on your journey to the top of the mountain before the sun goes down and you got to set up camp for the night. Come on. Make a decision, make it quick, and stick to it. Here are your options. One, start one step at a time. Right foot first, then your left arm swings in front of you and your pole sinks into the snow. Then your left foot moves forward. Then your right pole moves to the front. Now your right foot again, over and over. You glance up to the top of the mountain just to be sure you're still on track. Yep. I'm on the right track. And I even have time to stop and soak in the breathtaking views on the way to the top. You look back down at your feet, right, left, right, left. All right, the second option, you overthink the how, or if you have enough. You wait until lunch to start your journey because you've been overthinking. Do I have enough food? Did I bring the right coat? Will these shoes really keep me sure-footed? You glance at your watch and realize the time. You panic because you're not even 
sure you're going to reach your spot to set up camp before sunset. Crap, more decisions. Do you wait till tomorrow to take the next steps? Do you take oversized steps and exhaust yourself on the way up? Then you're going to be more hungry and more thirsty. And man, I guess I really didn't bring enough water and food because all those extra steps. I'm sure you guys would agree that step, the first option is better, right? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like take one step, take the next step. I want to read you guys a quote that I absolutely love that is perfect with this. All right. Live your life each day as you would climb a mountain. An occasional glance toward the summit keeps your goal in mind, but many beautiful scenes are to be observed in each new vantage point. Climb slowly, steadily, enjoying each passing moment, and the view from the summit will serve as a fitting climax for your journey. Well, and, and I think it's all about, you know, taking steps um, and some of the steps you take, they may be the wrong steps, right? I mean, no, but the journey is never perfect. You're going to, we're, we're all going to fail along the way. Um, and if, let's face it, if you never fail, you're not trying because that's just a really, really safe life. And, you know, there may be times that you're hiking up the mountain and you just wore the wrong kind of shoes. You maybe you have to go back and get the right shoes and that sets you back a little bit, but, but it doesn't mean it's a failure. It just means that it's, it's a mistake and we fix mistakes and we learn and we make adjustments. And, and that's true with, um, with relationships. And it's certainly true with, uh, with money, right? I mean, uh, even as far as which individual investments you you hold. Um, our firm has a very very specific process, but we don't always get it right. But but we have a process, and we 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 help clients to follow goals, and we take action. And action, I think, is a big big part of anything because just sitting to wait wait for anything to happen is just not not going to work at all. So no. So if somebody's been working on a goal and and they legitimately, you know, they've been working, but it's just they haven't made either what they see as progress or they legitimately haven't made progress. I mean, what kind of advice do you have for someone that's like, yeah, you know what? I've been walking up the mountain, but I just never get closer. Or it seems like I never get close enough. It seems like I never get closer to my goal. So what do I do now? I know that's frustrating. (laughs) So that could be due to a few different things. It could be due to the goal is not big enough because there are different degrees of goals too. And if you only set it to something you think you can do, but yet you don't reach it, and then you just are going to slide back to where it's comfortable, then you're never going to leave the nest, right? Like you're talking about those failures, they need to happen. And then Mm -hmm. you can even hire somebody like you to help through the understanding of the financial world. But if we never step out in faith, we're never going to (laughs) grow. But sometimes the goal's not big enough. So you just slide back down and then you get complacent. So that's why some people don't reach their goals as well as what we call the terror barrier. When you come up against that hurdle or that brick wall, if you will, they don't know how to bust through it. So they just go back to the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Or there's definitely, this is always in play. It's a paradigm. It's your habitual way of thinking. If you're always thinking, oh, well, I'll never reach my goals. Well, your wish is granted. You're never going to. Absolutely. Yeah. So it just, that's what I help people do. I help them get unstuck. It's my passion to move them forward and break through those walls. So if anybody out there is like bruised and battered and just like exhausted, right? Because it gets tiring being on your own out there and thinking you're doing the right thing, but yet it's like 
why am I working so hard in these? It's right there. The goal's right there. But yet, so what, what type of wrong? person do you work with? Do you work with business owners? Do you work with corporate executives? I mean, what's kind of the the ideal person where you are just uniquely uh, suited to, to, to serve? I work best with the people who are ready to move. They okay. realize they're stuck, but it's like, you know what? This is, I can't do it on my own. I am ready to move. I want to do the work that it takes. Let's do this. So it's not necessarily even in a particular industry because I've helped CEOs, CFOs of large corporations all the way to your stay-at-home mom that's like, what is my purpose? Like, I thought I was meant for more than this. While yes, being a mom is a phenomenal position, but what else is out there, right? So that could be a degree of stuck as well as your CEOs of large teams who their vision might be just a smidge off track. Even if a degree off track moves you to a completely different destination. So we need to make sure that the entire corporation, I, I prefer to call employees teammates, because it is a team, right? You guys are oh, all working together to move that ship, if you will. So I work with all the way from the large to the small that are just ready to get unstuck, get their team on the same vision, have a vision for themselves, get clarity on where they're going and understand how this actually happens. So for someone that says, you know what, I mean, this is cool. It sounds awesome, but uh, you know, it, maybe it's kind of fairyland, la la land kind of stuff. Tell me about like some of the people you've worked with and give me like some concrete, this is kind of where they were. And we did some hard work. I did some coaching. They, they took advice and, and kind of where they are now, because, you know, I can think I can, you know, if I can dream, I can beat LeBron James in basketball. I can, but um, so we don't want to have, kind of off the wall ideas here, but I, I'd love to hear some really concrete testimonials of, of, of some clients and some things that you've helped to make happen. Yeah. So one that comes to me today, because I coached with him today, <laughs> he is working with, in his business, he wants to go with one particular company to do something in his industry for him. And he's got this other one that's kind of like a B option. And I'm like, well, which one do you want? Do you want the A option or do you want the B option? And how is this going to pan out? Like, what do you see in your mind? How is this going to work? He, as soon as the meeting happened, he texted me and said it went phenomenal. It went exactly how I wanted it to play out in my mind. They did exactly what I wanted to for my business, promoting my business. Always happens this way. And I can even read some testimonies to you for some other individuals. Sure, I mean, not that. only growing the bottom line, but getting unstuck personally, because it's a holistic approach because you are you everywhere you go. So well, and nobody go- has their relationships, their money, their health, their spirit. No, nobody has one of those in order. It's kind of like they're all connected. So you either kind of have them all working in the right direction or they're all not in the right direction because they're not exclusive. They're all connected. Precisely. Yeah. And I help people realize that they need to put their oxygen mask on first, much mm-hmm. like it's that goal one, right? Mm-hmm. So if you take care of you, I know for women, that sounds like, oh my gosh, I could never do that. 
But when you do, everything else falls into place. It's like that. Okay, let's give a visual and then we'll get back to these testimonies. I'm sure you've heard the story of a gentleman had sand, pebbles, and rocks, and he has this vase to put them in. We have to put all three of these things in this tiny vase. How in the world are all of these going to fit? He tries the sand first and then the big rocks and then the pebbles. The pebbles mm -hmm. don't even fit. Right. He tries the opposite. And then he finally figures out that he's got to put the rocks in first. The big things have to happen first. Mm -hmm. And then he drops the pebbles in and the pebbles go in all the little crevices. And it leaves room for the sand. And the sand right. is even going to go in even more crevices that the pebbles didn't go into. So everything fits. Mm -hmm. That's the way life works. When everything else is on track, all of this stuff that you didn't think could fit in you, in this vessel that you are, it can. You can have optimal health. You can have an optimal business, an optimal relationship with your spouse and children and friends and family. But what members. if like the, 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 the opposite political party got elected, right? I mean, you can't be successful then, can you? If, if the, the, the party that you voted for didn't get in. Um, or aren't you guaranteed to be successful if the party that you voted for did get in? I mean, because these are the things that we're bombarded with all day, especially on social media. It's There's so much, number one, comparison on social media. And number two, there's all these just really opinionated posts on on, on reasons why, you know, I'm, I'm not succeeding or reasons why, why, why I am. And, and a lot of it is just, it's simply not the case, right? I mean, be proud of them. For succeeding in their lane. Sure. You're going to succeed in your lane. You weren't called to be them. You were called to be you. So one client, this is a female working with Jessica has been a life changer. She's amazing at listening to my problems, providing realistic solutions. She is open and honest about the work I need to do to put into my business to see the results I want. Extremely organized, respectful, knowledge and experience, unparalleled. Moving on to another person, top-notch detailed business coach who not only holds accountable, excuse me, holds you accountable, <laughs> she also holds herself accountable and teaches you to discover who you are. And we've covered that a lot in this podcast too. Mm -hmm. But she also shows you solid results in your income growth with Jessica's coaching and mentorship I was able to triple my income in my business over a course of six months. If that's not superior ROI, I don't know what is. And then you know, it's not all about the on. money, but <laughs> it kind of is about the money, right? I mean, tripling an income, think about how much better life is when you triple your income and how much better money, money is a magnifier, right? So if you're a jerk, more money can help you to be more of a jerk. Or if you don't have enough money, you're going to be a jerk by stealing. Um, if you're a really nice person, more money is just going to help you to be generous and, and have all the positive qualities. So, but, but certainly figuring out ways to triple your, your, um, your, your income. If you're a good person, you're just going to make the world a better place with access to more money. I mean, there's just no question about it. And if everybody became more valuable and tripled their income, all of a sudden the world is a better place. So precisely. And that's back to your question of, well, what if the person's talking about it's selfish of me to have this particular want? What about the people who don't have food? Go make the money and provide the food. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And first of all, know your worth. Because if you're thinking those things, you don't know your worth. If you, if God laid that on your heart, that particular person or that situation, go do the work and go provide the service. If, if anybody were interested in working with you, what is that process as far as kind of getting to know you and you getting to know them and, and seeing if it's a fit and, and just what, what does a coaching relationship look like with someone like yourself? Yeah, I do love to chat with the person over the phone, at least for a good 30 minutes or so, just to understand what they want out of life, what their hurdle is, if you will, why they're stuck. And I can be reached at Jessica at bold llc.net so j-e-s-s-i-c-a at b-o-l-d-l-l-c.net as well as on LinkedIn and it's just under Jessica Pilgrim so feel free to email or message me and we can set up a time to talk over the phone most of my clients Now, there are the occasion where I will do groups for like CEOs that need to bring in the other top leaders, but most of my clients are one-on-one for six months. And we talk once a week, an hour a week over Zoom or a phone call. And they have my number where they can text me throughout the entire week too. Let's say if it is a real estate agent and they have a really big close and they're crazy excited but yet nervous, which is the exact same energy, by the way. So for any of those who ever say, oh, I'm so nervous, flip it. It's the exact same thing as being excited. Tell yourself, no, I'm excited. I love these butterflies. Let's do this. Sure. So, right, it's the same thing. So if they have something that they're going through or a hurdle immediately, so, I mean, I'm your personal coach to help you push through those brick walls that used to bruise and batter you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all the successful people in the world have coaches. Um, you, you may not see it, but, but the athletes that win every year, not only do they have coaches with their athletic school, they have mental toughness coaches, they have fitness coaches, they have nutrition coaches. And, and it's kind of a chicken and the egg. You can say, well, they kind of have the money to do that because nobody coaches for free, but would they have the money if they didn't have the coaches? So it's, it's definitely a chicken and the egg syndrome, but we all need, you know, left to our own devices, we all make crazy decisions and, and we don't act in alignment with what our goals are, right? So if your goal is to lose 20 pounds and you're going through the drive-through three times a day, great goal if you want to call it that, but your actions and your goal are not aligned. So guess what? Not only are you not going to lose the 20 pounds, you're going to gain 20 and more, and then that's going to make it harder to exercise. So then you're going to be more sedentary and gain more weight, and it'll just be that cycle. But with a coach to hold you accountable, to figure out a plan and everything else, then you can start to make 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 progress. And you know, I think there are realistic obstacles always, right? I mean, as you get older, your your body does change and everything, but that doesn't mean you can't be healthy as you get older. It just means that maybe there are different strategies um, mm-hmm. of 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 you know, my 17 year old is a vacuum cleaner with what he eats, right? I look at what he's eating and my pants get tighter and, and, and they gain weight. I don't even have to eat it. It's crazy. So, but, um, but, you know, you just have to fight a little bit more and be more disciplined as you, as you get to different ages and, and you're maybe don't have a, don't have a, um, a physical job. It's just, you know, you figure out what your realities are. So, so and you this change is, that uh, paradigm too. You change that habitual way of thinking. Mm-hmm. If you're mm-hmm. thinking you're always going to be this weight, and well, yeah, again, your wish is granted. 
You will sure. always be that way. Like, well, our thoughts lead to our actions, right? And our actions lead to our results. And it's mm-hmm. the little things. Nobody ever got fat from one double cheeseburger. Um, but yeah. you get fat from several per week. Um, nobody, uh, you know, rarely do people hit financial ruin because of one bad financial decision, although it could happen. But typically, it's just small decisions over time, bad mm-hmm. habits. And um, well, I'm not good with money is something you'll hear from people. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of times you'll hear um, and, and from, from lower income people, well, I don't want to invest in the stock market because my, you know, my, my grandmother lost all of her money in the stock market. Well, first of all, she didn't because nobody's ever lost all of their money in the stock market. Second of all, an abundance mindset and a factual mindset says over time, the stock markets have always gone up. They always will. So are there down years? Of course there are. But if you're, if you're, if you have a good advisor, or even if you're handling on your own, where you have some diversification and you can handle the down years, over the over time, you know, rationally speaking, the markets are going to do well. Um, but then some of that um, poverty mindset helps people just keep money literally in. A, in a, I mean, there are people that don't even believe in banks. They don't even put money in savings accounts, and, and you're just you're losing that opportunity for growth for sure. And that's just that's a poverty mindset. There's there's no no question about that at all. Well, good. Well, I've I've really enjoyed this because this is this is right up my alley, and and part of the podcast is talking about mindsets because financial tools, you know, which investments, which insurances, those are all really, really important. However, you're never even going to get to those tools unless you have your mindsets in order. If you are married and have young kids, yes, you need life insurance, right? But with the wrong mindsets, um, you, you never even get there and you never even purchase the life insurance because you're thinking, well, insurance companies are just ripoffs or, you know, she could just figure it out if something happened to me. And it's all, a lot of times it's just a matter of changing a mindset and that changes actions and that changes results. And over time, and I'm sure you're familiar with Darren Hardy's, the compound effect, you know, our, our little habits are just working either for us or against us every day. And it's a positive yeah. and a negative. Um, if, if our, if our habits are not self-serving, it's definitely a negative and we need, you know, we need someone like you to help us get unstuck. So mm-hmm. Well, good deal. Well, one more time, let's hear your email address. And then we are going to put you on the spot and ask you for one more major tip that if people did nothing else, if they put this one tip into, uh, into play, they would see some, uh, some actionable results. Oh yeah. Have a good one. All right. Again, it's Jessica at bold LLC.net. So J E S S ICA, the at symbol, bold, B O L D L L C dot net. Last tip be a quick decision maker. Set your time for 20 seconds. If you don't make it, imagine all the possibilities of not getting what you want. How are you going to attract the things that you want and need? without having made the decision. Like for example- Well, and not making a decision is in itself a decision, right? Precisely. And I help people really learn how to do it and make it fast and Mm -hmm. make them effective. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you want to make an apple pie, you need to kind of know what the ingredients are, things of that nature. But if you haven't made the decision to make the apple pie, 
why would you even look up the recipe to see what ingredients you need? That's the absolute first step is to say, I'm going to make an apple pie. Yeah. And no. then the steps will be provided. Then you'll be giving the idea, ooh, let me Google a recipe. Ooh, there's 15 different recipes. Let me see which one I want. Mm -hmm. And then all the doors start opening. Well, in today's world, knowledge is so abundant. We have a supercomputer in our hands. So how to make an apple pie should never be an issue. I mean, we can find out within, you ask Siri, you don't have to type it. You just ask Siri, but making a decision that you want the apple pie is the first step. So that is a, a great, great analogy. So make, make decisions quickly. And I know that there are a lot of people that just par paralysis by analysis and just, you know, not making decisions. There's probably a lot of different sources. There may be fear, there may be procrastination, there may be, it's not even what they really want. Um, but um, yeah, making those decisions. So, well, this is fascinating. This is awesome. And I hope anybody who feels like they're stuck or people who feel like, you know what, life is just not where I think my life should be. I hope that they'll, they'll, they'll reach out to you and, and um, you know, have a, have a chat and see, seeing if working with you is, is, is something that could take them over the edge. Cause I could really see in a lot of cases it would be. So um, until next time, we really appreciate your time. Oh, thank you. This is fun.